You guys, I am so excited. Today is a really, really big day. First of all, it is a big day because today you are going to hear from a friend, a mentor, a coach that I have wanted to have on the podcast since... I started the podcast and I'm going to dare say before that because I have listened to her podcast for many years and today you guys are in for a super big treat. It is also a big day because I turn another year older. At the time of this recording, I am celebrating my 45th trip around the sun and it's nine o'clock in the morning. So the day is early and I'm just enjoying the moment. This is a time in my life when I look back and I reflect on what happened the year before, what's coming up toward the year ahead, what do I want to do? And it's hard to believe I'm 45 because I'm like, I still want to do so much, right? As a dear friend texted me this morning, she goes, happy birthday. It's early. You're probably just getting up. She goes, oh, who am I kidding? You probably walked five miles, drank a half a gallon of water, and are writing a business plan. And I had to giggle. I'm like, am I that bad? But at the same time, it's true. I (laughs) I have done two out of three. And I always write a letter to myself every year. I've done that for the past few years just to reflect, to be thankful, and to dream and look forward to what's ahead. But I want to take this time right now just to say thank you to all of you who choose to put me in your ears. This is a big deal, you guys. The fact that you choose to put me in your ears. You could be listening to music. You could be listening to the radio. You could be listening to a musical or nothing at all. You could be in quiet. You could be doing other things. And the fact that you take the time to listen to this podcast means the world. So thank you. Thank you so much. So would it be okay if I asked for a huge favor? If you have been a listener and enjoyed the podcast, gotten any value out of it, and haven't left an honest rating and review, would you mind doing so? It would just mean the world to me. It would help more people see this podcast and learn about brick and mortar visibility so that they can grow their business and scale their business. And I would love to shout you out on the podcast when you do that. So make sure you take a screenshot of it and you can DM me on Instagram or email me at melissa at thedancinghouse.com so I can see your podcast review and shout you out to the masses. That would really mean the world to me. This little podcast, y'all, started two years ago in my closet and I bravely turned on a microphone and started talking to myself in the closet, praying and hoping that this would land on the right person. And here you are. And now we're two years later. We are in multiple countries. We have thousands of downloads and I am beyond thankful. So I just wanted to say that because who knew where this would be two years ago. Now let's get real. Can I just say you're a rare find running a brick and mortar business, raising some kiddos and juggling all of life's offerings. Let's just be real and call you what you are. You're a rebel woman. You've put your blood, sweat and tears in creating a storefront that lights you up serves your clients well, and contributes significantly to the community you love. You are my hero, and I'm pretty sure we could sit down and talk shop for hours, because I get it. Hey there, I'm Melissa Rose, and I'm your visibility coach for brick-and-mortar businesses who want more clients coming into their doors. I have a passion for helping and serving those who are also living life on the edge, going for their dreams, and creating a legacy through their kick-ass business. In this podcast, we're going to share the nitty-gritty of running a successful brick-and-mortar. We're going to share stories, talk strategy, 
and learn practical tips that leave you inspired, empowered, and equipped to create the life of your dreams. So let's get real. Welcome back to Brick and Mortar Visibility. I'm your host, Melissa Rose, and it's always good to be here. How are you guys? We have hit another milestone in downloads, and I want to say a big thank you to all of you who are here. Thank you so much. For those of you that are brand new, welcome. In this podcast, we talk all about visibility for brick and mortar and service-based businesses. So if you are a chiropractor, a therapist, a dietitian, somebody who has to do the service in order to do your business, you are in the right place. And I welcome you to this podcast. I am super excited about our guest today, beyond excited. But before we dive into that, I do want to share with you my upcoming workshop that I have on the books, December 16th at 2 p.m. It's called Get Your Time Back. Maybe you can relate. You're that business owner who has to do the service as well as run the business. And let me say, that's a lot of us, right? When we're starting out or going through that first startup phase in our business, that is who we are. We are doing all the things and you are overwhelmed. You're stressed out and you're wondering, can you even take a break, let alone delegate and add more team because you're so maxed out right now. But here's the secret. You know, in order to grow, you need to delegate, you need to add team members, you need to create systems. And right now you're just like, I don't even know how to do that because there's no time in my schedule. If that describes you, you need to come to this workshop December 16th at 2 p.m. I am going to show you how to own your day, own your week, own your month so that you can run your business and not have your business running you. Go to MsMelissaRose.com forward slash time back and get your seat into this free workshop. You guys, I am super excited for you to hear my guest today. She is the author of Reset Your Mindset. She's a business strategist, former competitive swimmer, out-of-the-box thinker, speaker, mama, wife, caregiver, MBA, and CEO of Biz Chicks, Inc. You guys, Natalie Ekdahl is my business coach, and she is a business coach that specializes in consultants, coaches, marketers who want to level up their business to bring in a consistent six figures in revenue, but get you to also have six figures in profit. She is a light, she is a gift, and I adore her, and I think you will too. So sit back, relax, maybe grab a pen and paper because you are going to want to take notes and enjoy this lovely interview with the amazing Natalie Ekdahl. Natalie Ekdahl, it is my complete pleasure to have you on the Brick and Mortar Visibility Podcast. Welcome. Thank you, Melissa. I am so excited to be here. I'm excited for my people to learn more about you and hear why I am having you on this podcast. It's all about mindset, y'all, because I believe 98% of running a business and life is your mindset. It is. Before we dive into the book, Natalie, can you tell us and tell everybody who you are, what you do, and who you serve? Yes. I'm Natalie Ekdahl. I coach women entrepreneurs. I don't help people start their business. I love to get my hands in once they have some traction in their business and grow to first six figures and then multi six figures with the goal of paying themselves eight to $10,000 a month. Because my ultimate goal is to help women create more wealth for themselves and future generations. And I primarily work with coaches, consultants, marketers, and financial professionals. Awesome. Now, what did you want to be when you grew up? Ooh, that's such a good question. So I remember 
I was always confused by that question. You know, people, I think especially like when we were growing up, that was like what all adults asked you, like at a family gathering. And I didn't have an answer because I didn't connect with any of the kind of careers or jobs that were presented to me. Mm -hmm. And I kind of know why now, like having a podcast and being an international business coach was not a, a concept, right? Podcasts didn't exist. So I really wouldn't have an answer. Mm -hmm. And I remember feeling strange about that because I was great at school and I excelled at sports and I was great at a lot of things and I was very achievement oriented, but that question would just stump me. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know what I wanted to be. Interesting. And they say now with kiddos, the jobs that our kids are going to have don't exist yet. Yeah. So the better question is what kind of people do you want to be? And I Ooh, love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. yes. Isn't that good? Yes. Mm. What kind of people do you want to be? So that brings us right to mindset because <laughs> what kind of people do we want to be in our head? So Natalie has this beautiful book, Reset Your Mindset. Natalie, why this book? Well, it was so interesting when I first started working with women entrepreneurs. I did a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching and trying to understand why some clients that had everything else going for them would just get stuck. And the one thing I love about having done one-on-one -on -one work, which I know you do as well, is you get to really get close to your clients. And over time, you start to understand what's holding them back and how to help them. And it turned out mindset was such a huge factor for women and so many different parts of mindset. Like it could be fear of judgment. It could be uh, fear of failure. It could be imposter syndrome. I used to host a conference for women entrepreneurs called Biz Chicks Live. I hosted it for three years. And I did a talk on mindset at the first Bistrix Live in 2017, and it just so resonated with the audience. And so we were having this mindset conversation going back and forth. And while I do struggle with mindset, I don't get stuck for very long. And so I did a lot of analysis of myself. I watched clients work through mindset, and I knew I wanted to write a book, and this felt like it could really not only help me in the writing process, improve my coaching, but also it was a topic that I felt was universal among the women that I worked with. And what I love is that we sprinkled in client stories. So I interviewed several of my clients that I had watched work through very significant mindset issues and they're very vulnerable and they're sharing with me. And so I love that it's my story, but it's, it's many women's stories mm -hmm. and encapsulated with a framework on how to reset your mindset. Because I don't believe we conquer mindset. We just get faster at resetting it. You talk about different mindset issues that entrepreneurs have. What is the biggest one or the one that comes up the most? Well, the chapter that's the longest in the book is money mindset. Yeah. So I would say that has to be one of the core issues that comes up because as entrepreneurs, it impacts our pricing. Yeah. It impacts what we invest in for our business. It impacts us when we go to hire people and, and pay salaries and be responsible for mm -hmm. other people. You know, we can deal with, with real scarcity. So sometimes women are doing really well in their business, but they have this history of scarcity. And so having abundance does not feel natural. And so sometimes women will self-sabotage and put themselves back into, yes. you know, into, you know, a place of where they're used to being of like scrambling and trying to put all the pennies together. Mm -hmm. uh, so 
I think that money mindset is the thing that impacts people the most and really yeah. holds them back the most. I would agree. That's my story is making more money than I've ever had, but yes, not being able to keep it yes. because I'm not used to having it. It disappears. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cycle and it's, it makes sense because... You know, I've had clients that have shared really amazing private stories with me. I have one client that her family used to struggle to keep the lights on. So sometimes mm-hmm. like she didn't know, is are we going to have electricity for me to do my homework or not? And random people would just drop off groceries on their front porch. And so for her, you know, to really have pulled herself out of poverty and to be at a level where she, you know, does not have trouble paying for groceries or the lights at this point and has a great partner in there, have a, a relationship where they're working together. But she's still, even when she's doing well, she'll feel like something's going to break mm-hmm. or something's going to go wrong. And then other times people will just spend a lot of money in their business instead of taking it out and paying themselves. So mm-hmm. that's a thing I watch and try to help women with is, you know, let's pay yourself. Let's go ahead and spend this money on you and your family and take it out of the business. So it's one of the things that I feel really strongly about. Mm-hmm. But it is a cycle that's so hard to, to work through. For me, that imposter syndrome and scarcity all wrapped up into niching, right? And mm-hmm. drilling down, being scared there's not going to be enough, being afraid that you're not able to serve as many people, But then what helped me overcome that was, well, then I'm referable and it becomes easier for people to refer me. So that's how I was able to get over it a little bit, but it happens all the time with you. It's so fun to see how people (laughs) dial in and find their sweet spot without sometimes even realizing it's happening. (laughs) I I love those stories. Yes. So usually when we start a business, we are just trying to get any client for brick and mortars, it might be foot traffic, it might be referrals. You're basically willing to do work for anybody because you need to pay your bills. Over time, as you work with more and more people, you start to realize who you are helping more. And not even that, but like who you feel most excited about working with and who you see great results with. And sometimes this can be hard to identify in yourself. So that's when it's really helpful to have a coach help you. But what I am always looking for when I work with clients and help them specialize is what are those things that you love doing and what is kind of your background? Like many of the women I work with have worked other places or worked for other people. They may have done corporate work. They may have worked in nonprofits. Some of them have been teachers. I'm trying to pull together the background and where they are currently and... What I find is that when we specialize, as you mentioned, you become more referable. So it's easier for people to see how to work with you and for those in your personal network to send you clients. When you are generalized, so say, I'm going to use a marriage and family therapist as an example, because I think this is something that everybody can kind of identify with and relate to. I would say in in my estimation, about 90% of marriage and family therapists are not specialized. So if you go to any of their websites, they will say, we work with women, we work with men, we work with adults, we work with children, we do individual counseling, we do couples therapy, we do family therapy, and all the things, right? Well, when I'm going to look for a therapist, I really want someone 
who is specialized in whatever it is I am struggling with and that identifies with me personally. For example, I I recently have been looking for a new therapist. And when I was going through different people's profiles and, and I'm new to a new area, so I don't have like a referral network here. So I'm really looking at people's websites, looking at their reviews and you know, the people that said they do everything for everyone, I'm like, you're not for me. I really want someone that understands my stage of life. I am going through a time of grief. My dad passed away and I was his primary caregiver and his medical advocate. My grandma also passed away. They passed away a little over a year apart from each other. So I'm dealing with a lot of grief in my life. And so I really wanted someone who shared that they specialized in working with women around grief. Mm-hmm. That's what I was looking for. Because I know that someone that has done a lot of that work with a lot of people will be able to Mm -hmm. have more tools, have more experience. That's where their focus of learning is. So it feels like they are better adapted helping me versus someone that does all the things. Mm -hmm. In the past, I would look for a uh, therapist for my daughter who was in middle school, high school. And I remember looking... (laughs) Every like all the mm-hmm. therapist websites said all the things for all the people. There were two in my very large metropolitan area that I came from that specialized in teens. I mean, I feel like what teenagers are going through now is so different than what I went through. And I want someone that understands like how they're dealing with social media, the pressures of that, someone that speaks their language. I wanted my daughter to be free to say whatever she needed to say to get the help she needed. I feel like that's a great example of of an industry that tends not to specialize for a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. And they would be so well served if more of them specialized, but they're dealing with the fear of not being able to help all the people saying no to people, losing some business. But here's what's counterintuitive. When you say no to some people, you actually get more business. Because now you are a specialist and you can raise your prices because you're a specialist, you become more in demand, and then you're very referable. So if you are one of only a few teen therapists in town, well, who are all the teens going to go to? Who's going to get all the referrals? Mm -hmm. And the same for any type of way of specializing Mm -hmm. um, in your business Mm -hmm. instead of just doing work for everybody. Natalie has helped me with that, both with my brick and mortar and my coaching business. And it's become so much easier to then market myself as well, because you're speaking to that one avatar. So you talked a little bit about the different mindsets that we have struggles with, and you have a framework. Could we just gloss over that or give the highlights of that? Because that is a big deal because you say we never get over it. We just get better at overcoming it Mm -hmm. in the moment. Yeah. We get faster. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we do. so i i so have for, mindset yes i have mindset issues every day and i was gonna say like it doesn't last a day it's just maybe a half a day or something no, just <laughs> might be a, you might go from a day to a half a day to a quarter of a day to an hour to 30 mm-hmm. minutes and then you know it can mm-hmm. just happen so much faster for you so i really went through and thought about how i was doing this and how my clients were doing this and 
I came up with the framework reset. So R-E-S-E-T. Think of it as in a circle and each word is a part of the circle. So a different part of the circle. So first is R, we recognize that we're having a mindset issue. So Melissa, most people around us are having, we're all having mindset issues. But if you think about people that maybe don't do a lot of personal growth work and uh, maybe don't do a lot of introspection, they're just walking around having mindset issues and they don't even know it. Mm -hmm. So just realizing I am having a mindset issue. This is why I'm not moving forward is a thing and you have made progress. So Mm -hmm. congratulations. And that's just recognizing, okay, I am dealing with a mindset issue. The way that I often realize that I am dealing with a mindset issue is that I am not moving forward with something that I actually want to do or that a goal I have set that I truly want to achieve. And I am procrastinating and I am doing all the other things instead of the thing that feels hard or scary. Mm -hmm. So that is often when I'm like, okay, why am I not getting this thing done? It's been on my to-do list for a week. It is important to me. So what is happening? And I'll be like, oh, I'm having a mindset issue. And then the next part is E, evaluate. And by evaluate, we're trying to discern what is underneath this mindset issue. What is the, the issue that I'm going through? And in the book, I list many different mindset issues. One of the most surprising to me is fear of success. I don't have fear of success, but I've worked with many clients that do. I more deal with fear of failure because I deal with perfectionism. So I'm more likely to go there, but you could have both fear of success and fear of failure, fear of judgment, money mindset. There's so many different kinds of mindset issues you could be experiencing and you could be experiencing two at once or three at once. So just evaluate what mindset issue you're dealing with. And then the S stands for story. And story is to really ask yourself, what story am I telling myself? We have a whole internal dialogue going on with ourselves. I call it our inner mean girl. Sometimes we make up stories for other people's behavior, which I don't recommend because like 99% of the time you're wrong. So we're making up stories for ourselves, for other people around us. We might be worried what other people are going to think. And so just to really understand what those stories are. Once you've kind of fleshed that out, which could be a really great journal exercise as well, if, if you like to journal, but just to like get it out on paper. And then you're going to kind of go, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we get to enough. A lot of people spin in that place for a while. They may realize they have a mindset issue and not be able to go further, or they may know what the mindset issue is, but not be able to want to do the deeper work of like, what are the stories I'm telling myself? Do they make sense? Are they true? I watch people spin there for a while and they're just not making progress because they're spinning. And We have to get to a place where we decide that we've had enough and it's worth dealing with the discomfort of the mindset that we're working through and to take some risks. And so then you decide, I'm done. I am done with this mindset issue. I am moving forward no matter what happens. And that's where you move to T, which is take action. And you do whatever it is that moves you forward, even if it's one thing, even if it's Mm -hmm. making one phone call, even if it's sending a text message, it might be sending an email. One of our clients recently hit publish on her new website. So that was her taking action. And she struggled with it. Like you can keep editing your website and the copy and new pictures Mm -hmm. and substituting and getting more feedback from all the people. She hit publish. 
I know she worked through a lot of mindset until she hit that publish. Same with, you know, you and I have podcasts. Mm -hmm. We've had to overcome a lot of mindset issues Mm -hmm. to hit publish on our Mm -hmm. podcast the very first time. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is a big deal to put yourself out there in that way. So that's the framework. So it's reset your mindset and each letter stands for a different part of the process. Mm -hmm. I obviously read the book and was going through a mindset issue with pricing within my brick and mortar. For those of you that don't know, I run a dance studio, an in-person and online dance studio. And this past year, we niched down to beginner students, 10 and under. All right. Not to say that we don't have other students, but we really focused in on that 10 and under market. We have adult students that are beginners as well, but it just clarified our marketing. A, that was super scary, super scary because no other dance studio does it around here. Not many do it. Okay. No, I don't think I've ever seen it. And I was a dance mom. So (laughs) very scary, but that's who I was serving primarily anyway. Then we changed it to a six week model versus a nine-month model, which Mm -hmm. goes against what you teach because that means we're relaunching every time. Yes. But many of those people are retainer. They come on and they stay for the six weeks. But I've really listened to my clients, you guys. I really listened to my families. Mm -hmm. These are families that they want their kids to try dance. They want it to be a positive experience. They don't want to live in the competition world. They want to test it out. And as a mama of five myself, I get it. Like I get it. Like I want my kid to try it out. If they love it, awesome. But I don't want to be locked in per se. So that was a struggle, but it was something that I really was listening to my clients and really believing myself. And I knew it would set me apart. So we did that. Plus we raised our rates quite significantly. Wow. Like even my assistant was like, Melissa, this is quite an influx in price. When I say influx, it was like like $3 a class. So that was something. So we had the niching down of avatar. We had the different model for business pricing and model. we had pricing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those three things, but I was like, they get smaller class size. They get a shirt when they register. Their intuition includes their costume. You know, so there is no nickeling diming later. This is your price. I cannot tell you guys how my families rave about what we do. We are referred. We are the top rated studio in the area. We're set apart. It was really, really scary. You guys really, really scary. And the voice in my head was my mother that told me when I was taking dance class, why am I paying for these costumes? That was her thing. So I heard that in the back of my mind and how it influences (laughs) my behavior in my studio and how, what I don't want parents to pay for. And I'm like, but Melissa, nobody is saying that to you. That's Mm. all the story in your head. So I struggled there, Natalie. I just was spinning. I was like, what I wanted to offer my families, I didn't want to nickel and dime them. I just wanted to give them a blanket rate, but that would cover things. And that includes, then it included a price increase that was significant to even my team, like my assistant who knows all the things, but I have to move on. I have to take the action and trust that this is going to work out. So it was, that was a big, scary thing for my brick and mortar. But I share that with y'all because 
niching down, being specific so that you can be referable. And going back to that refer piece, now people know exactly who we serve. We're not competition. We're not that person who's been dancing since they were two and now is 16 or 14 Mm -hmm. and wanting to level up even more. We are for that family who wants to try this out, experience it for a few years. And when the kiddos get to be 10, they're going into middle school. That's a natural drop-off point. They're going to either choose to invest further in their dance education or go on the track team. So, yes, I love it. And I think that, um, well, first of all, whenever I'm coaching clients and they do something different than I recommend, I'm okay with that. it's, (laughs) It's your business. You are the CEO of your business in life. And so I will tell people, this is what I think you should do. But once you decide to get on a different track, like a different train track, I'll hop on that train with you and go all in. I want to identify a couple things there. So sometimes we will get resistance from people in our life and we have to evaluate if they are the right person to, to advise us. So for example, your assistant, who I'm sure is amazing, and I know she it's is, amazing. maybe she has some money mindset issues around pricing. Maybe we don't know what her money mindset issues are that she's bringing to the table. So all the people around us are bringing all their own mindset issues. So we often have to be careful who we are going to for advice. And I love that you like listen to her and evaluated. Yes, I can see that you think that, but we're going to move forward. I'm the CEO. I've made this decision. We're going to do it. Uh, whereas, you know, another person, Melissa might've been like, oh, really? Okay, well, let's just stay where we're at. No. So I love that you you went for it. It's amazing. And I can imagine like, you know, moms talk <laughs> like, oh, you're in dance. What do you think? Do you like it? Uh, and I can just, I'm hearing the conversations. I love it. You can sign up for just six weeks at a time. They cater to beginners, you know, all the things that, that you said that you offer and that make it so inviting for that beginning student. And, you know, having been at different experiences for my daughter, I feel like I might be your mom where I'm like, where are these costumes? <laughs> I remember when my daughter was four, she did a little ballet class through like the recreation department. So it was kind of a way of getting Mm -hmm. you into the studio. And we had to get all the things, right? We had to get a pink leotard, pink tights, pink shoes. So it was an investment. It was like over $100 just to do a four-year-old dance class. And I was not a dancer, so I didn't know where this was all going. We end with a recital where we then buy an $80 costume for a four-year-old. And I was like... She already thinks she's in a costume. What she's wearing is a costume to her. So my poor daughter, I made her wear that dance costume for Halloween as her Halloween costume. And she was like a butterfly princess fairy or something. I I got used to it over time because my daughter did end up doing competition dance. But yeah, it was kind of shocking, the whole expense of dance in in, in competition. And I, I just love, I would have happily gone to your studio year after year after year. I love what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I love that you're finding that it's working and that it's making you more referable. And Mm -hmm. I think that's just going to continue. It it will. I I feel the momentum there. Mm -hmm. I I wanted to share that story because of the spinning, because I knew what the story was that was holding me back. So that's why I wanted to share that with you guys, because you can spin there for a while, but then eventually you just have to go with your gut, go with what's there and try it. And that's what this roller coaster of entrepreneurship is like. And I had to be okay that maybe this isn't going to work, yes. you know, and I'm, yep. you know, we're, we're tracking, we're tracking, we're keeping track of the numbers and the number of uh, students and the revenue. And so far it's working. I want to talk about this because this has come up just this week, celebrating your wins. 
You do this within our group of being very intentional every Friday about celebrating your wins. And I just listened to a podcast that talked about this, that when we don't celebrate our wins or share our wins, I should say that, share our wins Mm. and who we're sharing those wins with. Just like you referred to earlier about who we share those mindset issues with. Yes. When we share our wins, it then validates them and keeps us going and going, oh my gosh, you hit that. Yes. Versus not sharing it and quietly celebrating. And that happened to me this past week twice. I hit two big things and I didn't have, I shouldn't say I didn't, the people that I wanted to share with were not available at that time. So I was just really quiet about celebrating and then going, not a big deal. Yeah. Hit the mark. Okay. Let's just keep going. Yes. Keep going. Move on. Move on. The next what's, thing. The, what's the next goal? Can anybody relate? So can you talk about that? Absolutely. I think that it's, it's so easy as, especially people that are very forward looking. So I am always looking towards the future. I think you are too. And it's like, there's the next goal. I have my eye on the prize. It's hard to pause and to recognize, wow, this thing happened. And so it's one of the things that we do in our group Uh, We celebrate wins every Friday with the intention of helping our clients to realize their success. And I mean, that could be even something that any brick and mortar business could do with their clients. You are providing a service. So are you helping your clients celebrate? And when Mm -hmm. we see people do this, I'm thinking of like a a karate studio, Mm -hmm. like you got to this next belt, right? Do you have the equivalent of that in your business where you're recognizing your clients and helping Mm -hmm. them to self-identify what they've done as well? The other thing I would say is that we do this also quarterly, (laughs) which it's always so interesting to do for myself as well, which is like, what are you most proud of that's happened in the last 90 days? And I can't tell you how many times I write that down, write down what I'm proud of. And I miss like two or three huge things that happen (laughs) in my business or life. Like one time I had hit a really significant podcast download mark and I had celebrated at the time, but after a few months had passed, I was like, yeah, it's, I didn't even remember to put it down and it should have been number one on the list. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just natural for us, especially most entrepreneurs are so goal oriented to not acknowledge what we've done and, and to really celebrate that. So we Mm -hmm. really love giving people a place and space to do that. Mm -hmm. And whatever those things were, I hope you will post those in the group, Melissa, because I want to, I want to celebrate with you. And it does something to your brain too, right? Mm -hmm. When you like pause and take that Mm -hmm. moment in time and recognize it and like create this time to celebrate. Mm -hmm. I I think it's just so important. Mm -hmm. One of my first coaches called me out on that early on. She would say, and how are you celebrating, Melissa? And it didn't even occur to me to celebrate. And and a celebration, you guys, I mean, it can be as little as just quietly praying and be thankful and sharing it with your bestie, you know, but I do track everything. I love looking back because you guys, you have proof. And when we have the proof, we then have the confidence to keep going. And sometimes you need to see the proof that you did these things, you you had that record month or you did achieve that goal so that you can then keep going. Because as you all know, 99% of this is mindset. So we need all the help we can get. We do. Natalie, I adore you. You know that. Her book is Reset Your Mindset. 
by Natalie Ekdahl. Go check it out. Natalie, where can people get it? It's on Amazon. So it's on Kindle. <laughs> yeah, it's on Amazon. Go to Amazon. It's on Kindle or you can get the printed version. And uh, that's the place to go. And where should people go hear about you and check out your beautiful coaching and all your work. Mm. I would love for them to check out the podcast, the Biz Chicks podcast. We also have a sister podcast called Stacking Your Team. You can find them on any of your podcast apps wherever you listen. And we spell chicks with an X here. Stacking Your Team is for people that are building a team, which for a brick and mortar businesses, that's the way you scale that type of business Mm -hmm. is by growing your team and finding other providers to serve your clients besides you. And Shelly Warren, who's our team and leadership coach at BizChicks, she's an expert at helping people build their team. So we are thrilled to have that resource in our company as well. And our website is bizchicks.com. And we spell chicks with an X. Awesome. Check out her podcast, everybody. If you listen to the coaching podcasts, those are super, super helpful because you can apply it to your brick and mortar business. It's so much goodness. And then the stack in your team, I listen to a lot just to help with the team aspect of growing Mm. and scaling my brick and mortar. So I thank you, Natalie, for shining your light so bright so that we can all learn and grow and be better humans. So thank you for joining us here. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you for the work that you do. It's so powerful. And you not only have a brick and mortar business that is successful, but you're also helping others grow theirs and create visibility, which I think is so important. And anyone who works with you is very, very lucky. And I'm very lucky to get to work with you too. Awesome. Thanks. All right, guys, have a great week. We will see you here. Same time, same place next week. Peace. Bye-bye. You're still here. I'm so glad you are. Don't you just love her? I have followed Natalie, as I said, for many years and dove in to her six figures program for over a year. Let me just say, I've worked with many coaches and Natalie is one of the few that I refer. If you are a coach, consultant, marketer, or financial professional who is looking to level up their business, I invite you to check out her program. You will not only be super impressed with the training that you get and the library of content that is available to you, but the community of women that is in this group is second to none. They genuinely are givers, just lovely people. So if you are interested, please go to bizchicks.com, check out the program with Six Figures Lab, and if it is right for you, please use this promo code to get 50% off your first month. This is for January only enrollment. So the code is SFL friends. So six figures, the lab friends. So SFL friends, use that code at checkout to get 50% off your first month of coaching with the amazing Natalie Ekdahl. Thanks guys. Peace.